It's week eight of the Texas high school football season, and the playoffs are just looming ahead. Hello, everyone. Ryan Fox here, joined alongside Kenny Heath. And uh, Kenny, how you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Uh, we got a good week of football lined up. Some uh, old school rivalries. We got a, a new coach going back to his old stomping ground. We got some playoff seating games. Uh, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a great week of games for especially the next, I mean, these last three or four weeks because there's a lot of these districts that are coming down to the wire when it comes down to, you know, district championships and playoff seating. So every game from here on out until the playoff start is going to be electric. And, you know, for all the marbles now, Kenny, it's just going to be a good deal this week. And, I mean, again, looking ahead to some of the games we'll be covering this week, you know, there's – I mean, University, for example, has a chance to clinch their first playoff berth since 2009, Kenny. And, you know, to give you some perspective on that, you know, not to make you sound old or anything, but I was in third grade when that happened. So, you know, just story, stories <laughs> like that. making me feel really old. <laughs> but, I mean, just that's just the beauty of Texas high school football. Storylines like that and just – especially in our own backyard here in Central Texas, it just makes it for exciting football in this part of the state. And also today we will be looking at all the districts that we previewed at the beginning, our very first episode, and we'll be seeing how our predictions line up and see where each district stands as we approach these final four weeks of the season. Uh, But before we get into that, we will start as we always do with our Matt Step question of the week. And the question to Mr. Step this week was, after last week's 2A Division I District 5 showdown between top 10 ranked Toller and Coleman, do you see... Toller being a legit threat to Crawford. Uh, for those who don't know, Toller got a big time win, 16 to six, over Coleman last week to virtually secure a district championship over there in District Five. Uh, the question continues: Are Coleman and Marlin still considered regional finalist candidates? And who is your sleeper pick for the region? And uh, Matt Stepp's answer was, quote, I think Toller is a threat to Crawford, but at this point I still feel like Crawford is the team to beat in, t- in all of Class 2A Division One, and I haven't really seen any sleepers emerge that I would consider a true regional threat. Now, that, that's a good point by Matt Stepp there, but, you know, when you look at last week, uh, Crawford, they took on Toller last week at home, and, uh, you know, Toller put up a fight. It was the closest game that Crawford had played. Marlin. Or, yeah, Marlin, excuse yeah. me. So they played Marlin last week, and Marlin put up 20 points on them, which was more points, you know, that Crawford gave up more points in that game than they had given up in the previous five games, yeah. which probably says more about Mar- Marlin than it does Crawford. So, you know, it's just – it's it's a good point. You know, Crawford still came out on top in that game to – you know, and again, the rest of their district schedule, they'll probably there's probably not much stopping them from going ten and zero and winning this district. But so it's it's a good point there. But you know, when players like Marlin, there's still threats in this region. But again, until someone beats Crawford, it's just hard to see see them not finishing as the regional champion here. Yeah, and we talked about it last week. You know, Coach Torres was probably right where he wanted to be. He was healthy. Mm-hmm. They were on a roll, and, you know, Marlin rolled up almost 400 yards of offense against uh, mm-hmm. Crawford, and, you know, there was a play that could have went this way and that way, and it might have been a one-score game there at the end. So, I think, you know, 
Marlin could make a run. You know, I, I'm mm-hmm. not going to say they won't because they did last year, and that they could make a run and hook back up with uh, Crawford or, or somebody else in the third or fourth round. And I tell you what, Marlin is a lot better than their two wins would suggest because, again, to your point, they battled injuries all throughout you know, the pre-district play. And on top of that, they had a very, very brutal pre-district, pre-district yeah. schedule as well, punching up in classification, playing schools like Crockett, uh, Grosbeck, you know, schools like that, you know, so just, and that was just to get them prepared for this district. And, and they battled, uh, they battled Crawford very well last weekend. And we'll get more into it when we cover uh, all the districts uh, before we head into our game picks as well. But, you know, it's just, this region is, it still, it does run through Crawford. And, you know, I think it'll, as we said before, it'll continue to be that way until someone proves us approves them otherwise and then now moving on here we will have our our preview or i guess a update of all the districts yeah. that we covered in our very first episode the districts that we cover all throughout central texas and we'll start here kenny in our class 2a division 2 district uh this is the D- district 10 with mark wortham heiko Hubbard, Dawson, Frost, and Meridian. And I think it's safe to say here, Kenny, especially just how Mart has just been bowling over the competition in this district, that it's still theirs to lose. Yeah, it's it's Mart's district. But what's interesting, and I believe it's the last week of the season, is you're going to have Wortham and Dawson go head-to-head mm-hmm. for that uh, second round, or that second seed. And that's going to be a good game because both, both those dudes, are they're rolling this year. And Dawson's been a big surprise to me. And, you know, I – I had them, you know, pick to finish fifth in this district, and lo and behold, here they come, proving me wrong, six and zero. And they've been, you know, aside from an eight-point game against Hubbard, they have been dominating. Well, they had a six-point game against Axtell as well, but still, they came out on top. And and these are games against stiff competition that previous Dawson teams probably wouldn't be able to overcome. And they've been electric this year, and that's just due to their stud freshman quarterback. Yeah, they? Coach Jimmy Thompson's got a, you know, his son's the OC over there, and they do a great job on offense. They like to throw the deep ball. Really good wide receivers, and like you said, that freshman quarterback is something else. Yeah, and, and again, that'll be an amazing battle. A great football game for that second playoff seed, but you know, it's just it's just hard to see anyone aside from Mart taking this district, and and that's just that's just what we said at the beginning as well. Mart is just a freight train, and I don't think anyone's going to be able to properly challenge them until the at the very least the third round of the playoffs. Staying in Class Two A Division Two District Thirteen, this is the district with uh, Chilton, Granger, Milano, Bartlett, Bremont, and Iola, and this has been a very fun district as well, Kenny. You know, this is a sixteen district, so they started district play last week, and you know the district play there started with a banger probably for the district championship in that great game between Chilton and Bremont yeah you would think that was a district championship but you look up this week and Bremont's got Granger who's a top 10 team mm-hmm. so uh the Chilt, you know whoever wins you know if Granger happens to knock off Bremont then you're setting up another great game between uh, Chilton and Granger uh down the line so that's you know I, I think Chilton's gonna win that district but you know Granger's no slouch and they're ranked in the top mm-hmm. 10 for a reason yeah, I mean, and then again, to your point, don't don't you know overlook Milano either. They're sitting at five and zero, one and zero in district play. So this will again be one of those really fun districts where it'll be a battle through one one through four. It could literally go to anyone. But again, with with Chilton, you know, it's theirs to lose. I mean, they've been dominant all season long. Their defense 
has been unbelievable. And, you know, those 30 points they gave it to Bremont was the highest they've given up all year. And Bremont has a very electric offense. Yep. Now, moving on to Class 2A Division One in District 5. This is the district with Coleman, Toller, Hamilton, Goldthwaite, San Saba, Bangs, and De Leon. And, again, this is another district that was, is pretty top-heavy. And, the, again, as we mentioned earlier, very similar to the Bremont-Chilton game. The district play started with a game that was more than likely for the district championship where Toller took a 16-6 victory over Coleman. Yeah, Toller, that was a great game. You know, Coleman's got a really good quarterback. He can run. He can throw. Toller's got that huge six-foot-two bruiser of a running back. Mm-hmm. And I saw some highlights of that game. And, yeah, that kid's a stud, man. Yeah, and you know Toller again, one of the team, one of those teams. They've just been dominant all year, and their defense is legit. Yeah, you know that that Col- that Coleman offense is very very explosive, and Toller held them to just six points the entire game. And you know, I mean, Coleman's got a good defense too, because you know they weren't giving up a whole lot of points going into that game. No, I, not I at all. I can look at my notes, but it was ten points a game, or yeah, know, something, something like, like that. that. And Toller have been putting up at least forty points per game as well, and yeah. Coleman held them to sixteen. So, you know, it was a huge defensive battle between two very good football teams. I think they're both going to make deep runs out of this district, Kenny. And then now to District 7, 2A Division 1. This is the district with Italy, Rio Vista, Cayuga, Axtell, Kearns, Itasca, and Crossroads. And then I guess for now what it seems like... Cayuga just seems to be in the driver's seat in this one. They're undefeated in district so far. And there's going to be a, a huge matchup when it comes to playoff this seeding this week as Axtell will take on Italy this week. Yeah, and who – I mean, I really didn't – you know, you looked at Cayuga and you, you, I didn't think they were going to be in the driver's seat this late mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the season. They're undefeated. Yeah, and, and to your point, yeah, this Italy-Axtell uh, game, that's going to be a good one. and. You know, I'm kind of surprised. You know, Itasca has been playing really well. And, mm-hmm. they, man, they may sneak in there and get that fourth playoff spot. And yeah, this is one of those districts that we was we knew it would be kind of interesting. I, I thought I thought Italy and I thought I, the main thing was I thought Rio Vista was going to come here and take a playoff spot. But, you know, with the, I guess, the awakening of these programs in Axtell and, to your point, Itasca, they came out of nowhere and they're, they're what, like 5-1, and 6-1 and one right now? They're 4-2 and two and they four barely and lost Italy last week by a point or two. So, you know, and Coach Torres, he's over there. He's doing a great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Rio Vista returned a lot of people and mm-hmm. I don't, you know, they got a really good quarterback. Yeah. I don't know what's going on over there. Uh, hopefully they can get it turned around, but right now, it looks like Cayuga's uh, in the, well, you know, they still got to play Italy, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this week, Axtell, Italy, that's going to be a good one. Yeah, absolutely. And that could very well determine the number two playoff seat out of this district, you know. Because, you know, Axtell, they, they fell big to Cayuga in the district opener. I don't know if – I'm not sure if Italy's played Cayuga yet. That might be later in the season. I'm not sure. But I think at least at this point to where we sit currently heading into week eight, I think this Axtell and Italy game will definitely be for that number two playoff seed. But at, at this point, it's also Cayuga's to lose. But well, if, you know, it, if Italy wins this week, you know they'll, mm-hmm. they'll be undefeated in the district, and mm-hmm. they still have okay. to play Cayuga. So. so okay, then at the very least. But if that is the case, and Italy goes into that game, if both those players or both those teams go into that game undefeated, both Cayuga and Italy, that'll be an amazing game for what will likely be the district championship. Yes, sir. Now to District Eight in Class Two A Division One. This is the 
Marlon Crawford, Rosebud Lot, Bosqueville, Riesel, Valley Mills, Bruce Valetti, and Moody District. This has been a very interesting district as well. But again, much like we said with that district with Mart earlier, this is Crawford's to lose. Yeah, and then you look below Crawford, and you've got one, two, three, four teams at two and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got, I think, a decent quality Moody team at one and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so who knows what's going to happen? I mean, I think Marlon's going to finish second. Mm-hmm. So that third and fourth spot, that's really just a battle a, between a three teams. Flip. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Who knows who's going to get that one? You know, Rosebud Lot's got a good squad. Racel, you know, they went two or three rounds mm-hmm. deep last year. Uh, you got a young coach in Moody that, uh, you know, they played really well last week against Bosqueville, and I think mm-hmm. Bosqueville scored right there at the end, or the only mm-hmm. touchdown in the second half or, or fourth quarter mm-hmm. to beat them. So. And those are those are two really big mat- matchups here because Marlin has Riesel and then Rosebud Lott. I believe they have Bosqueville this week. Yes, so those are two huge games in this district, you know, with – with playoff seating implications, but yeah, we'll learn a lot this week. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I'm with you. I think Marlin will take second place, and yeah, those three and four playoff seeds are absolute coin toss between those three other teams and Rosebud Lot, Bosqueville, and Riesel. But again, we'll learn a lot about this district at the end of this week. But again, just another really fun district to cover here. And now we'll move up to Class Three A Division Two District Seven. This is the district with Palmer, Scurry Rosser, uh, Cedar Hill TLC, Blooming Grove, Rice, and Corsican and Mildred. Cedar Hill Newman is the team that dropped out before the season, correct? Yeah, one of them. Uh, yeah, it was. I didn't know there was two different Cedar Hill teams. Yeah, but Newman. Yeah, one. Newman's the one that dropped out. And this has been a really fun district as well. And they got a big-time game, which will likely be for the district championship as well. Oh, no, Blooming Grove plays Scurry Rosser this week. Yeah. Have Palmer and Blooming Grove played yet? They did. We uh, they did. yeah, we had okay. Coach uh, on that week. That is, that's right. Palmer I do. Them. So you know, Blooming Grove is a really good squad, and Palmer's a good one. That you know, they knocked off Rogers, who's mm-hmm. a top ten team, and now Palmer's in the top ten. So Palmer's pretty good. Uh, I think mm-hmm. Blooming Grove's probably going to get the second seed, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, Cedar Hill TLC, Mildred's four and two. Uh, Scurry rosters four and two. We'll probably learn a lot about them this week. So it's you know still a couple of spots up for grabs. Yeah, that Blooming Grove Scurry roster game is going to be really really big. I had Blooming Grove finishing fourth in this district and Scurry roster finishing second, and they've kind of switched places there at the current moment in time. So that would be a huge battle because those are both teams that are definitely good enough to make the playoffs. It's just as far as seating is concerned, we'll just have to see what the outcome of that game is. But you know, I think. Easily Palmer's in the driver's seat in this district, Kenny. Yes, sir. I agree. Now, moving up to District 13 in Class 3 Division 2. This is the district with Lexington, Rogers, Elkhart, Clifton, Buffalo, and Florence. And this has been an interesting district as well. Lexington has been very good at 6-0. and uh, Buffalo's currently in first place as they're both 1-0 along with Rogers in district, but Again, this is a battle for the one through three playoff seeds. You know, this is going to be a battle every week in this district. Yeah, and you got a good one coming up. Uh, I don't think it's next week or the week after where Lexington and Rogers are going to play each other. Oh, and that's that, be a that great should game. be for the district championship. Mm-hmm. You know, Rogers, you know, they were in the top 10 a couple of weeks ago, got beat by Palmer, but I still think they're a really good team. So you'll find out a little bit about both these squads when they, they square up. Uh, man. Third, fourth, I have no yeah. – at one time I thought Clifton was going to be a mm-hmm. uh, third or fourth place team, but, man, they just really 
they've kind of fell on hard times, you Uh, know. Yeah, I mean, the bottom half of this six-team district, you know, Clifton, Elkhart, and Florence, all three only sit with one win. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it – Again, that could be a, a coin flip again to decide that fourth playoff seed because with as they stand in the district standings and their overall record, you know that fourth playoff seed playoff seed could go to any of those three teams, Kenny. Yeah. And I think it'll probably be Clifton. Man, I just mm-hmm. I saw them twice this year, and their their running game is just too mm-hmm. good. The only one one game, I mean, they could really run the ball. So hopefully they get it uh, put together. Yeah, I agree as well. And then now moving up to Class 3A Division 1 in District 7. This is the district with uh, Grandview West, Whitney, Maypearl, and then the five Dallas schools, Madison, Life Oak Cliff, Gateway Charter, A-Plus Academy, and Inspired Vision. And I think this district has really gone the way we expected it. But the one surprise to me is Maypearl. What happened to the Panthers this year, Kenny? I don't know, man. They fell to Gateway. Yeah, they lost to Gateway by four a couple weeks ago, which that, out of all the outcomes I've seen this year, that one genuinely shocked me. Yeah, and so they've got a new guy over there. They hired from within. So, Mm. you know, you don't know if, you know, he – you know, he cleaned house and said, hey, you know, trying to establish a new culture and maybe they're thin at some mm-hmm. – you know, I, who I, knows? I believe they graduated a lot. From, they had a really senior-heavy team last year, so that could play a factor in as but well. You, whatever happened over there, I don't know, mm-hmm. but you know they've got to be disappointed, you know. And I, I thought mm-hmm. they were the easy lock for number four. But, you know, you've got uh, Gateway, mm-hmm. Life Oak Cliff, Madison, and Maple with all two wins in district. Mm-hmm. And who knows who's going to get that third. I think, you know – Next week, we're going to find out a lot because Grandview and West play each other. Mm-hmm. And the week after that, Whitney uh, plays Grandview at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really think – I think Grandview – I think it's going to be Grandview, West, and Whitney, and then who knows on the fourth mm-hmm. seed. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that's why they play the game. Yeah, it's, it's you know, again, very top-heavy district. But, you know, we could have a chance to have two Dallas teams that have, you know – or three for that matter, because Gateway, they haven't been in the playoffs in a while either. And then it's been, I think it was 2018 was the last time that Madison went. And I couldn't even tell you the last time Life Oak Cliff went. But it, it'll just be interesting to see where that fourth playoff seed lands out of this district. But I think for now, for me, I think I think Madison's going to take that fourth spot. You know, I've, I've watched them the other, uh, you know, I've got to see them up close. Mm-hmm. And, man, they've got some athletes. I mean, they've They're got very some fast. kids and, and – uh, I think they've got the talent to do it. Hopefully they put it together and, and run off a string of wins. And then the district that District 7 will meet in the bi-district round of the playoffs, District 8 in Class 3 Division 1. This is the Malakoff, Grosbeck, Teague, Mejia, Fairfield, Eustis, and Kemp district. And I think this, this district has pretty much fallen the way we expected to. The only thing is uh, with Fairfield getting that, you know – they're two and five now. They started off the season zero and four, Kenny, and then they've won two of their last three. So they've really picked it up here in district play as well. Yeah, and you know, Grossbeck, who we picked to finish second, man, they're banged up. They mm-hmm. have lost running backs and quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and Coach Bomar's doing a great job over there just to keep them competitive. Uh, we got a big mm-hmm. game this week with Mahay and Teague. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, Teague played Malakoff really tough. Like, yeah. I mean, I didn't watch the game, but if you look at the final score, you know, it was a two-score game. Mm-hmm. And Teague may be finding their, their rhythm here late and uh, may make some noise. Again, this is just one of those districts where the top team is so far and be up, so far beyond everyone else. You know, Malakoff is – 
they're Malakoff, you know, they're, they're going to grind it out. They're, they're not going to win pretty. They're not going to beat you by 40 every week, but they're just, they're very consistent. They're a very consistently good football team. And, you know, I think, uh, has Mal- have Malakoff and Grosbeck even played yet? No, no they, they have not played. No, they're so both undefeated in district. That, that'll likely be for the district championship. But to, again, to your point, Grosbeck's just not going to be at full strength. They've lost their quarterback, their running back, you know, and just and a couple more players as well. And they're just, it's like you said, they're just banged up. But so I, I think still the way we projected it, I think Malakoff is still going to take this district for sure. Yeah, and you and I didn't mention, but you got Grosbeck Fairfield, or you may have, mm-hmm. but you, mm-hmm. know, you got two two critical games this week for those guys. Absolutely. And so now we move up to District 11, the District of Doom, <laughs> Franklin, Lorena, Little River Academy, Caramanio, Rockdale, McGregor, and Troy. And uh, this district, you know, I mean, again, th- this will the, – the shocker out of this district, well, maybe, maybe shocker is not the right word because Cameron's been playing well last, over the entire season. But their win over Lorena was absolutely electric a couple weeks ago. Yeah, they can – well, you know, they I think they returned a kick for a touchdown. They had a pick six. So they scored in different ways that I think you have to score to beat teams like that, especially mm-hmm. when it's a state-ranked defending state champ. I think Coach Rhodes have those guys rolling. I think they're getting some dudes back that mm-hmm. they didn't have early in the year. And uh, I think we get Coach Rhodes on the podcast the week of their Franklin game. So we'll get to talk to him, it's be ask huge. him a few questions. That's going to be a great game. Uh, next week you got Franklin Lorena, I believe. And then you got yeah. the Battle of the Bell next week. Mm-hmm. So some big games coming up. Yeah, Cameron, Cameron won big over Little River Academy last week as well and that's that academy team is one that you and i were very high on at the beginning of the year too and they've just been a little up and down here and i don't know if that's due to injury or you know just whatever the case may be we don't want to presume but you know just they're not playing up to the level that probably many people expected them to kenny they're not and you know they've they've got basically the same you know a lot of the same kids they had last year the quarterback Mm -hmm. the receivers uh you know you just never know in high school football you know you think it all looks great on paper and then uh, when the whistle blows, who knows? Yeah, exactly. And then this is a district that at the beginning of the year we we're like, oh, it's just going to come down to that Franklin Arena game. But with just how every game is played out and how just this, how this district has developed week by week, you know, this is a very interesting district because Franklin, you know, they're still Franklin. They're they run that that run, heavy run offense that they have, and they run it very well. But their defense has given up a lot of points this year too. So it'll be interesting when they. When they face that, whenever they play Cameron Yo later in the season, I think that's going to be an absolute shootout. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. Absolutely. So now we'll move up to Class 4A Division 2, District 4. This is one of those, uh, you know, small five-team districts that started play last week. Glen Rose, Hillsboro, Ferris, Godley, Benbrook, and Venus. And, again, this is a district that – you know, Hillsborough has really come out and surprised some people. They're on a three-game winning streak, Kenny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're four and two. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they uh, who they beat last week. They beat Benbrook last mm-hmm. week. Uh, they got Ferris this week. Ferris is one and five. They played a pretty tough schedule. Yes, I think they'll make the playoffs. So I think Glen Rose is your clear favorite. Uh, Hillsborough Ferris play this week, so we'll see who's kind of in the driver's seat for number two. And then you know, I guess Godley maybe get the fourth seed. Yeah, I, I I think that's that's probably realistic. Benbrook hasn't. Benbrook might. Well, I say they might finish zero and ten, but you know you never know with Venus. But 
you know, Venus is usually a team that isn't very successful. I mean, they are currently last place in the district, but they have two wins, which is something that you don't typically see. And I think, you know, when that, you know, looking at this district, I think Venus and Benbrook will be a really fun game as well in that lower half of the district. But, you know, with Glenn Rose and, you know, that quarterback Hudson Wyatt, they're just very, very good right now. And I think this is their their district to lose for sure. And then now – um, staying in Class 4, Division 2, District 11. This is the Waco Connolly, Salado, Madisonville, Gatesville, and Robinson District. This is another five-team district that started district play last week. And, you know, this is – Salado has really picked it up over the last few weeks. They got a really nice win last week over Gatesville to uh, move Gatesville down to 5-2 and two and 0-1 and in district play. And then okay. – they got Gatesville. This, uh, Connolly had the win against Gatesville last week. That's right. Okay, yeah. so so Connolly had the big win over Gatesville last week, and then so so uh, Slato played Robinson. That's yeah, right. They yeah. played they played Robinson to get their first win. But I guess to that point, that Slato and Gatesville game is going to be really huge this yep. weekend. That's going to be a good game, and we're going to uh, we probably should have done it on the preview. We didn't. But it's on mm-hmm. our pick them. But yeah, that's going to be uh, you know probably. You know, I don't think Robinson's going to be in play for the, the second seed, maybe the fourth seed. I mm-hmm. mean, Madisonville's 3-3. Three and three. Robinson may be left out. But, yeah, I think the salado Gatesville game, that's going to be probably your second seed. Yeah. I, th- I think Conley wins this district. Yeah, I agree as well. That, and that's, that's what we had at the beginning as well. Um, but, yeah, I think Gatesville does take that number three playoff seed still. And then Madisonville – well, Madisonville, Robinson, Blake, because those are teams that are very even both record-wise and everything – Madisonville, they started the district with a bye, so they haven't played their district game yet. So it'll be just it'll just be interesting to see how that plays out in that number four playoff seed. But yeah, you're gonna find some. You're gonna figure it out this week with you know Robinson and Madisonville mm-hmm. and uh, Salado Gatesville. Yeah, it's gonna be the, these five team districts are usually really fun because it's you know it's not one of those long like you know eight nine team districts where it takes so long to figure out the seating and everything and there you know there's only one team out of this district that doesn't make the playoffs so you figure out the seating and where each team is going to go rather quickly which is a nice change of pace and now moving up to class 4a division one district five the other district of doom stephenville china spring la vega alvarado and waxahachie life and then Two of those teams, China Spring and La Vega, they play each other in a huge district game this week, Kenny. Yeah, that's a big rivalry. And then, mm-hmm. you know, next week we got China Spring Stephenville. Oh, it's going to be such a good game. And, you know, like kind of like Franklin, you know, Stephenville's played a lot of tough competition. They've, get, they've given up quite a few points. But, mm-hmm. you know, dude, they, they've had like two or three 20-point comebacks this, this season. So And they've done all that, a lot of that without Ryder Lambert yes. as well. He broke his foot a couple weeks ago, and their backup quarterback, his name slips to my mind, has really just stepped right in that offense, and they haven't skipped a beat. No, you know, they've been really, really good. Yeah, and, you know, their defense is probably going to have to mm-hmm. stra- uh, ratchet it up a little bit because uh, China Spring will, will score some points. Yeah. You know, because China Spring, they're, they're a really big play offense, and La Vega is a team that has always prided it prided itself on their defensive play Mm -hmm. you know their defense hasn't really played up to their standard you know every single week this season but they've had a lot of players banged up this year they're still relatively young you know they're still developing but this will be a really exciting game you know and you know if china spring is able to get the win because this is going to be played in bellmead at la vega if china spring is able to get this win here and set up a battle of district unbeatens against stephenville next week 
to decide the district. That would just be an amazing setup for next week. Yes, sir. And then now moving up to Class 5A Division Two, District 11. This is the district that I've been keeping up with very heavily this year. As uh, For those who don't know, I, I do the, the play-by-play for Waco University, who, again, as we mentioned earlier, is a really good chance to get their first playoff berth in 13 years. And it's just awesome. You know, the other team in, the di- in this district, Leander Rouse, which has a team that's kind of fallen from grace as, you know, they started off the season as the number eight team in 5A Division II, Kenny, and they just, you know, they've only gotten, what, two wins on the year so far? And it's just been kind of weird to see how they've fallen because they, they returned a lot of starters. They're like Academy, you know, they returned a lot of starters from a team that made a really nice playoff run last year. But you know, they lost to Belton last week, which pretty much put Belton in the driver's seat to win this district. Yeah, and going back to, to Rouse or Roos or – yeah, you're right. It's kind of like Academy. You know, they've got some recruited kids on that team. And I just, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to put your finger on it. You know, we're mm-hmm. not there on a, on a, a daily to see what's going on. But uh, Belton, yeah, they're they're in the driver's seat 3-0. They, they beat a, a good Elgin team. Uh, and your your University Trojans, they're sitting 2-0. So they've got to get, what, one more win? They just need one more. And I, I think, you know, I'd, you know, knock on wood, I think they have a really good chance in a couple weeks when they – Travel to Pflugerville to take on the Connolly, the Connolly Cougars. You know that that's a team that's currently sits at zero and six. They've just really been struggling all year long. But you know, as we as we you and I were talking about earlier, they're a team that they're a five A team who has the roster size, like the amount of players that a five A team would have. But their players are small, like three A, four A level talent. So they just the. They play hard. They play with their tails off, but they've just really been out-muscled so far this year. And, you know, again, looking at University, they got a big win last week over Pflugerville at home, 53-28. And that was a interesting ball game because Pflugerville had come into that game with no wins on the road, and University had no wins at home. So something had to give there. And the Trojans got a big-time win, 53 points. And they scored, you know, as we mentioned earlier with Cameron Yo against uh, Lorena University in a big game. They, they scored in every facet of the game as well. They had a defensive touchdown. They were, they pretty much ran the ball at will against that Pflugerville Panther defense. So, and again, that was a big win, you know. And if they win, if they win tomorrow or Friday night against Elgin, that'll set them up for a good chance to take that number three playoff seed, which that district that they're lined up with, District District uh, District 12, 5A Division two, that's a team – that is Austin LBJ at the top, and then the bottom half kind of falls is, out. is completely – com- yeah, LBJ – I mean, they beat Austin LASA 89 and nothing last <laughs> week. So that just tells you how top-heavy that district is. And it's really just LBJ and whoever else, you yeah. know. It's just – so if, if University gets that fourth playoff seed out of this district – then they'll probably run into LBJ in the first round and not get much further than that. But if they're able to, you know, win against Elgin this week and, you know, take care of business later down the line against Pflugerville Connolly, because at this point, I'm not sure if they'll beat Belton. They might have a chance against Rouse because they haven't been playing as, as good as, you know, we initially thought. But it, it'll be a big-time step because if they win tonight, I think they pretty much secure the third playoff seed 
what sets them up nicely in that district by district matchup there to possibly get them past the first round because yeah. it's been even longer since 2009 since they won a playoff game so it'll just just an interesting way that that district has played out with university really being the surprise of that district now staying in class 5a division one uh, or uh, moving up to Class 5 of Division 1, District 4. This is a really fun district as well. Midlothian, Lake Belton, Shoemaker, Red Oak, Ellison, Colleen High, Waco, Cleburne, and Granbury. I think the really the surprise of this district, aside from Lake Belton in their first year of RC play, just killing dudes left and right, has been Granbury. You know, they're, they're currently sitting fourth place out of this district. This is a team that... Typically, is a two or three win team, but they're right now they're sitting at four and two. They're five hundred in district play, but their two losses have been to Midlothian, who's currently probably the prohibitive favorite to take the championship of this district. But again, later on down the line, Lake Belton and Midlothian will play. I don't think they played yet because Lake Belton. No. Yeah, they haven't because Lake Belton's one loss on the year was a one point loss against Colleen Shoemaker who has they play Waco this week so that'll be a fun game there and then you know it'll, it'll just be interesting how the rest of this district plays out cuz Midlothian and Lake Belton that'll probably whenever they meet that'll probably be for the district championship and Midlothian with that you know that wishbone option offense that they run you know they they just been mowing over people and then Lake Belton is a team that has you know, tended to give up points throughout the season, but they have one of the best offenses in Class 5A, led by quarterback, uh, what's his name? Connor, Connor, Cruz. Connor Cruz, and then that do-it-all, all-world receiver, Micah Hudson. You know, they've just been absolutely high-flying. Even in their loss against uh, Shoemaker, they put up 33 points, you know. It's yeah. just... It, well, I think it, the interesting is, like, I think it's going to be Midlothian, Lake Belt, and Red Oak, but mm-hmm. then you got... Colleen, Granberry, Ellison, Shoemaker. Yeah, that's four teams that sit two and two in yeah. districts. So. I think Shoemaker. I'm going to go with Shoemaker. I, I agree as well. Shoemaker has been – and they only lost by five to Midlothian. Their two losses are a five-point loss to Midlothian. Three-point loss to Red Oak. To Red Oak, yes. Yeah. And that was those, – those are both on the road, by the way. And they beat Lake Belt. So. Yeah, so it just – I think it will set them up nicely for a playoff spot because – They've already beat Ellison. I, I think they have a good chance against Colleen High. And Shoemaker, yeah, they play Waco this week, and they'll probably win that one. Waco Waco's down to their fourth-string quarterback, a, a freshman that they moved up from sub-varsity. So they're just absolutely banged up. So That's going to be a fun district, and it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see uh, how it unfolds and how they do in the playoffs. And then now moving on to our final district is – Class 6A, District 12. This is the Temple, Colleen, Harker Heights, Pflugerville Weiss, Hutt O'Brien, Coppers Cove, and Midway District. And then, you know, Midway, you know, after starting off the season 0-5, you know, they're, they're, they're only 1-2 and two in district play, but, you know, they got a big-time win over Hutto in the district opener. They've lost two straight since then, but they're in fourth place in this district so far, Kenny. Yeah, and I like... Uh, Harker Heights and Temple. That's going to be a good game when they when they square off. Uh, mm-hmm. Temple's got a lot of uh, talent on that roster. Harker Heights does as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you'd like to see Midway, you know, get back to those uh, days of old when they were competing for state championships and stuff. And uh, I'm sure Coach Anderson's ready to see it uh, happen too. Is the Temple Harker Heights game this week? 
Uh, no, Harker Heights is idle, so it's going to be idle. one okay. of the last three weeks. So they'll put oh Temple's Temple's hosting Huddle that's week that uh, this week I remember now, but that would be a big game here. You know, down the line Temple got a big one last week at Hewitt Midway, and this week they'll be taking on Huddle, who lost to Midway in the district opener. So this will be an interesting battle this week. But I think it'll whenever Temple and Harker Heights play. That'll likely be for the district championship, and that's going to be a heck of a ball game, Kenny. Yeah, and then you got uh, yeah they'll play next week. So that Temple and Harker Heights, you got them next week. So we'll we'll find something out then. Yeah, absolutely. And that that's just a rundown of all the districts that we that we covered in our very first you know district preview show, our very first episode, and just an update of where all these districts stand. You know, as we talked before. You and I's predictions are probably a little bit different as they've turned out to be uh, through well, seven we'd, weeks. We'd ever do this again. We, you know, like a preview. We need to call them possibilities, not yes. really a prediction, but this yeah. could possibly happen. Yeah, I mean, especially in Class Three A, man, with those gauntlet districts, you know, mm. they're just so hard to predict. Now moving on to our Week Eight previews, and we'll start with what will probably be the game of the week in Central Texas, and one of the top games across the entire state county: China Spring at La Vega, and this will be a great ball game. As we talked about earlier, this could very well be China Spring's biggest test of the year up to, the, up, to the, up to this point. Yeah, I was about to say. up to this point. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they they did get beat by that private school, but you know, La Vega. Maybe this game might have lost a little bit of its luster. You know, La Vega's mm-hmm. lost a couple this this mm-hmm. year. But, man, you look at China Spring with Tristan X line and Cash McCollum, they're just – they're a machine. You know, they're uh, mm-hmm. they're really good. And, and when they play Stephenville, that's going to be a great game. La Vega, you know, they still got Bryson rolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're giving up a little bit more points than they usually do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the defense maybe is kind of behind. Uh, you th- I think maybe they'll get it figured out. You know, they still got some big games ahead mm. with, you know, this week. And then they got Stephenville lined up. Uh, I got China Spring winning this probably pretty easy. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I'll, I hate to doubt Co- uh, La Vega. And, uh, mm. But, man, China Spring's just on a different level this year. Yeah, and I agree. But La Vega, they had a slow start. They started off the season one and three. And a large part of that was the tough, tough schedule that they had. You know, they played – Connolly, they played a darn good Midlothian Heritage team at Midlothian and dropped that one as well. So they've they've played some you know tough competition. They've had some injuries on that defensive side of the ball as well. But you look at their last three games; they're on a three-game winning streak, and they've outscored their opponents 142 to 21 in that span. So you know the the, the competition they've played the last three games hasn't really been up to what they started with, which is a big reason for the you know defense only giving up 21 points in the last three games but another part of that all the injured players are starting to come back as well and i think la vega's getting healthy and they're on a roll at a really good time yeah. because you know china spring we say that la vega's their biggest test china spring is by far la vega's biggest test of the year up to this point this will be their biggest game but i'm with you you know this is again that crazy district china spring and stephenville both both defending for a state champions and when they play next week man it's going to be awesome. But, again, I'm with you. Um, you know, China Springs offense with, you know, McCollum and all those guys, they put up 45 points per game this year, and I think it's just going to be too much for La Vega. Yes, sir. And then now staying in Class 4A, 
We will have Ferris coming off their first win of the year, 52-49 versus Godley. We'll be taking on Hillsborough, a team, another team, another team that's on a three-team. Jesus Christ, another team that's on a three-game winning streak. They're coming off a 40-28 win on the road. <laughs> on the road at Bembrook and this will be a fun matchup too Kenny yeah dude and Ferris is one and five but they've had a pretty tough schedule and mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a really high scoring game uh, you know their quarterback Nathan Greek 2,000 yard passer 18 touchdowns mm-hmm. uh, they've got a running back in Derek Willis that can run the ball he catches the ball they got a pair of wide receivers uh, in Dixon and, and Daughtry they're a pretty good offensive team. Yes. Now, on the flip side, they give up a lot of points. Mm. And Hillsborough scored a lot of points lately, too. Yes. And if you look at Hillsborough, you know, you got the guy we've talked about before, Austin Cook, a mm. tough kind of gritty football player. Mm. He's almost got 1,000 yards uh, passing, stone for 15. I think the difference maker is their running back, linebacker, Mr. Emery. Yes. That dude gets like 30 tackles a game and runs for 100 <laughs> yards. <laughs> I mean, you look at the stats and – Let's pull him up. Give me a second. I'm going to pull him up on defense and uh, player stats. Let's go defense. And this dude has got 117 tackles. Oh, my gosh. Dude. And that's just not a that's not a max prep. You know, you really can't trust. Mm. If you go to stat plus on the Waco trip, he's got 117 tackles. That's just, you don't In see, six games? Yeah, you don't usually see defenders having that tackle total until the second or third round of the playoffs. That's just... He just flies to the football. He's, and even, you know, they lost big whenever they came here to play Whitney. But still, he was flying all over the field oh, defensively. Yeah, a, and they get, their, they get their guy Sanders. He's been back the last couple of games. Mm-hmm. So, it may take him a while to kind of get into it. Uh, they're running back, Mr. Brooks, 435 with six mm-hmm. touchdowns. Uh, their wide receiver, Hodge, 400 yards, five touchdowns. So, they've got a really good offense. Uh, they can mm-hmm. score some points. They, Like you said, Whitney kind of stifled them a little bit. Whitney's got a good defense. Um mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a really high-scoring game, and yes. uh, I'm I tend to give the edge to Hillsborough. I'm, I, I got Hillsborough as well. Again, they're on that three-game winning streak, and they're back at home this week. Mm-hmm. So I think that gives them a distinct advantage as well. I'll take Hillsborough on this one as well. Now dropping down to Class 2A, another game we mentioned earlier. Battle for, at least for the moment, could be for the number two seed out of this district, but you never know, Italy has yet to play Cayuga, so we'll have to see how this game turns out. But Italy will be on the road to take on Axtell, who's coming off a very nice win, a, not, a very nice road win as well against uh, Rio Vista. And, you know, uh, I do, you know, Coach Horn's coaches show over at ESPN Central mm-hmm. Texas, and, you know, a big takeaway from last week's win for Coach Craig Horn at Axtell was there, his team hadn't really been performing well on the road. You know, they're just overcoming that mental hurdle of getting on a bus. You know, to Axel to Rio Vista, that's not that's not an easy drive, you know. it's Yeah, it's a lot of back roads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 933 or 2114 through West. And yeah, you wonder, uh, you know, C- Coach Horn knows all those kids in Italy. Mm-hmm. He, knows, he knows them. He's been, he was there for four or five years. Uh, his son is a really good athlete. He's their quarterback. He's, he re, he'll return kicks for touchdowns. He'll throw for touchdowns. He'll run for touchdowns. Really couldn't find much on Italy. They don't keep up with, you know, mm-hmm. I, got it. I know they barely beat Itasca last week, but mm-hmm. Italy's always got kids. They've always got tough kids. They've always got fast kids. Uh, I think it's going to be a really good one. I'd like to go mm-hmm. watch this game. Uh, I won't yeah. be able to. 
Uh, man, I, I think I got asked on this. Yeah, I think I, they're on a roll. I love the direction, especially talking with him earlier this morning. Coach Craig Horn, he has he has these boys heading in the absolute right direction. They've been they've been rolling through this district. They dropped the district opener against Cayuga, and they've won two straight since then. Especially being back at home, I think they roll here. I think I, I'm not saying they're going to blow out Italy, but I think they do take the win here. Then now another game that we've mentioned a couple times here, the University Trojans will be on the road to take on the Elgin Wildcats. This will be University's first away game in about three weeks, Kenny, and I think that may play a little factor in this, but when you look at Elgin, they are undefeated in district, but last week they played... I'm sorry, they're not undefeated. They lost, they've lost. lost one game to what Belton. will likely be the eventual district champion in Belton. But I kind of raised my eyebrows a, a little bit looking at last week's score. They only beat Colleen Chaparral, a team that is getting better week by week. You know, it's a brand new program, but they've just been getting boat raced all year long. Elgin only beat them 28-13, to 13, which, you know, Elgin's defense has – that's about what Elgin's defense has been giving up all year long, but their defense only being held to 28 kind of – Kind of raised some eyebrows there for me. Yeah, and they've got, you know, some kids on offense. Nathan Lewis is uh, throwing for almost 1,000 yards, 10 touchdowns. He he'll, rushed for almost 500 yards. He'll be the best athlete the university's played at quarterback up to oh, this really? point by mm-hmm. far. Uh, they got a good little wide receiver. He's in the, they're, uh, and he's a two-way guy. Mm-hmm. Justin Strong, he, he's really good on defense. Mm-hmm. He's a good wide receiver. And a running back in Sebastian Jackson that's mm-hmm. almost rushed for 500 yards. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a tough test. You, you would like to see a team like University get over that hump mm-hmm. and beat a team like Elgin. I don't know if they can do it. So, I'm going to trust you. you. You tell us about University. Okay, so, again, looking at the matchup, both teams offensively at least are very similar. They're very balanced. University has the district's leading rusher and scorer in Mackay Sandoff. He has been absolutely electric. He had over 140 rushing yards and two touchdowns last week in their big win against Pflugerville. So I think him, along with their sophomore running back, Ladarius Evans, who they moved up from JV back in week two, and he has over 200 rushing yards and four touchdowns on the season himself since he got moved up to varsity. So University prides himself on the run, and they've dominated the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball in their last three ball games. You know, they've been very, very good up there. Their defense has taken such significant strides as the year's gone on. And and their defense is led by a sophomore outside linebacker in Joseph Caballero. That man, we, we said earlier about um, the uh, Emery from Hillsborough who flies with the football. Caballero is the exact same way. It seems like he's in on every tackle that's made when the University Trojans get a stop. And it's just, he leads the team in sacks, tackles for loss, and he's the second second on the team in total tackles. So he's just been absolutely all over the place for this Trojan defense. But then looking at Elgin, I think, despite that being said, I think Elgin is a little bit better defensively than University. But again, looking at what both teams have played competition-wise, I think University's schedule has been a little bit tougher than Elgin's pre-district whip pre-district schedule was now with all that being said I think both teams are even here I think this will be a one possession game I think it'll come down to the wire it's it's a true coin toss for me but I mean I love the way university's playing right now they're just getting better week by week their offense led by quarterback Jay Sean Mangani the Lake Belton transfer they've been really good the last two or three weeks you know and they're 2-0 district for a reason they've they've just gotten better week by week I'm going to take university by six in this one uh, 
Okay, I'll go with you. I'll go university. And and they have so they they have a lot to play for. They're playing they're playing for their first district or their first playoff berth since again since 2009. You know, so they have a lot to play for. And Coach Kent Laster has this team believing. Yeah. Trust me, they, he really does. It, We're gonna call them the Fighting Leroy Coleman's. Ab- absolutely, <laughs> it, it'll be a great ball game. I think. Regardless of who wins, I think the winner of this game will win by one possession. It'll, it'll it's going to be a great ball game for sure. Right. And then our final game of the week eight preview, we have Riesel taking on Marlin in a matchup in Class Two A Division One. Then Crawford, they're coming off. You know, they gave Crawford all they could handle last week. You know, again, as we said earlier, they they scored as many points on Crawford as Crawford had given up in the previous five games total. So, I think Marlin, they do fall to two and four, but I think they're in a really good spot right now. Yeah, they're – I think, you know, we've said it it last week, said it earlier today, I think they're where Coach Torres wants them to be. They're Mm -hmm. healthy. Mm -hmm. They're on a roll. I think when the season started, they knew Crawford was going to be an excellent team. Uh, Mm -hmm. Some people had Marlin pick to win that district. I think I still had Crawford. Uh, You look at their stats, you know, Woodson, he was hurt for a while. Mm -hmm. He's at 1,000 yards and nine touchdowns. Lofton. He's a, a just a stud athlete. He's got mm-hmm. 400 yards receiving. Uh, they got running back uh, Hopwood. He's got 400 yards and three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and like we said earlier, they rolled up 400, almost 400 yards against Crawford. So their offense mm-hmm. is rolling. Their defense is good. Mm-hmm. And then you look at Riesel. Uh, they got two dudes that, that go both ways. Their quarterback and Holscher. He can throw the ball. He can run the ball. Uh, Mason Heath. I saw that kid play baseball last year. He's mm-hmm. a, he's a really good pitcher. Uh, and he does everything for him. He can run the ball. He's got 370 yards rushing, 214 receiving. Uh, he's really good on defense. He punts the ball. He's returned a, a pick six. Uh, but I just don't think they got enough for Marlin. I think Riesel may sneak in there in a four hole uh, or, three, you know, the three spot. But I just don't think they got enough to compete with Marlin. I think Marlin beats him by three or four scores. The biggest question for me for Riesel – Riesel beat Marlin last year. Yes, so this that is true. Revenge Mar- here Marlin's in, in, in pre That is true as well. But again, the biggest question for me is for Riesel is their defense. You know, they gave up 44 points to Valley Mills. Yeah, I was just looking at that. And yeah. that, just, that just came out of nowhere for me. And 66. To, uh, no, they scored 66 against Bruce Villette. Yeah. Sorry. And then, but for Marlin, I think Crawford – at least until the playoffs come, I think Marlins played the best team they're going to play up to this point. So they're very battle tested. Yeah, and that's you know, and that mm-hmm. you hate to lose a game, mm-hmm. but if you're Marlin, you're like, look, this is the you know, according to Matt, this is the best team in two A Division One, mm-hmm. and we went toe to toe with. You know, yeah, they played them tough. Yeah, closer than anyone yeah. else had by a significant so, margin. I think you build off of that. You're like, hey, dude, we we got punched in the mouth and we didn't go down. We we hung with them so. Hey, let's let's keep winning, and maybe we'll, we'll match up with them again in, in the regional final. Oh, a rematch of those two would be amazing. Because again, you know, we talked about last week's game with Marlon Crawford. Crawford remembered what Marlon did to them mm-hmm. in the playoffs last year, taking them out. I believe it was in the fourth round. I think uh, the region final. Does that sound right? I know they beat Italy. Then they no, it wasn't a regional final. It was a regional semifinal. Semis. Okay, so it was the third round and. You know, Crawford didn't forget that. And then if they match up in the playoffs again, Marlon's not going to forget what happened last week. So it's just – it's always fun when both those teams play. But, you know, I I think I think especially being back at home, I think 
Marlin, I think they're going to roll here, Kenny. I really do. I agree. I think it's a, it'll be a three or four score game. Yeah, I agree as well. And now we will close out, as we always do, with our Pick'ems, the Week 8 edition. And we will start midway at Copper's Cove. Who does Mr. J. Black have in this one, Kenny? He's going Copper's Cove, and so am I. I am going to take Copper's Cove as well. So Bulldogs, D-A-W-G-S, across the board. Colleen High at Colleen Ellison. I'm going to take Colleen High, the Kangaroos, in this one. You and Mr. Black are going with the Roos, and I'm going with Ellison. University at Elgin. I mean, I just I really like what I've been seeing out of this Trojan team. I'm going to take University. I got University also, and Mr. Black's going with the uh, Elgin Sausages. <laughs> China Spring at La Vega. Who do you have in this one? I got China Spring. I'll take China Spring as well. So does Mr. Black. Ferris at Hillsboro. Who does Mr. Black have in this one? And he has the Fighting Hillsboro Eagles. As do I. So do I. Eagles across the board. Gatesville at Salado. I'm going to take Salado in this Ooh. one. Well, you'd be the only one because we're going Gatesville. Mejia at Teague. I'm going to take Mejia in this one. I have Teague and Mr. Black has Mahara. Grosbeck at Fairfield. Who do you got in this one? I got the Goats. I'll take the Goats as well. Mr. Black will too. Scurry Rosser at Blooming Grove. Interesting battle here, but I'm going to take the Lions here. Yep. Across the board. Yes, sir. Italy at Axtell. Who do you got in this one? I got the Longhorns. I'll take the Horns as well. Horns all the way across. Cayuga at Itasca. Who does Mr. Black have in this one? Mr. Black. I've been waiting all week to say this. Mr. Black has the Wampus Cats. Oh, I like it. But I'm going to... Oh, man, that's tough. I'm going to take Cayuga. I got Cayuga also. Rosebud Lot at Bosqueville. This is a tough one. This is... This has huge playoff implications, too. Who do you have in this one? I got Rosebud Lot. Mr. Black has a Bosqueville. I'm going to take the Cougars of Rosebud Lot as well. I, I like the direction Coach Brandon Hicks has the Cougars heading as well. Then a, a battle of beatens. Both teams still looking for their first win. Meridian at Hubbard. I'm going to take the Jaggers in this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm the Jaggers, too. I, on a side note, I listened to a podcast today about uh, catching the first Jaguars in North America, like video yeah. evidence of them. That's a pretty cool a guy. He's a uh, a line hunter out in Arizona. He's got a big ranch. And yeah. He just happened to – he thought he was getting a mountain lion. He looked up, it's a Jaguar. He's like, what the crap? <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> Jagger, uh, Mr. Black have the Jaggers as well. Yes. So Hubbard across the board. And then our final game – Bremont at Granger. This is going to be a great ball game here. Who do you and Mr. Black have in this one? I'm going with Granger. Maybe uh, – I don't know why, but I'm going with Granger. Uh, Jay's <laughs> going with Bremont. I'm going to take Bremont as well. well we got uh, – do we have Marlon and Riesel? Yes, Marlon and Riesel. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I forgot about that one. Marlon at Riesel. I'll, I'll take the Bulldogs of yeah, Marlon. Across the board. And then now that is the Week 8 Pick'ems. And uh, that'll do it for us for this, gosh, this episode nine. nine Good episodes. Lord. Nine episodes in already. You guys are still listening to us. Wow. 
Appreciate it. All three of you. We appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> All three of you. No, we've hit, we're almost at 500 total downloads. Yeah, it's amazing. Man. You guys just keep listening. We really do appreciate it. And just keep it up, man. You just, we, as long as you guys have ears, we got people to talk to. So we really do appreciate that. But again, that'll do it for us. Special thanks again to our weekly guest, Matt Stepp, for answering our questions this week. Thank you for tuning in to the Central Texas Football Podcast. A great, a great slate of games this week. And again, look, a little preview for next week. There'll be some great district championship bouts next week as well. So a lot of exciting games going on in the last few weeks of the regular season here in the state of Texas. That'll do it for us once again. For Kenny Heath, I'm Ryan Fox. Uh, thank you for tuning in and enjoy week eight of the Texas high school football season.